This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. How are we going to work this? Same way we always do. I interrogate him, you write it down. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Yurko. Yurko is here today. Chris Black. I swapped with Carmen. You'll hear Carmen with Cap coming up from 2 to 6 this afternoon. Spring trading here on ESPN 1000. Last year, Yurko, Yurko we had a chance to work together at night. And uh, it was yes. the end of the day, so I asked you to give a... Uh, a rating, a, a, a review of oh, all the, of, of the, the different yeah. crosstalk uh, shows the that groups. we had and from we, uh, Spring Trading. We were obviously number one well, yeah, on that day. It, it was tough to do, but uh, we, the three we came out four, on top. Yeah, the three or four that I was a part of all were number one. <laughs> yes, it was, one it was interesting one yeah. how that worked. Yeah. Uh, earlier today on ESPN 1000, if you missed it, it was Abdallah and Waddle. Yurko, what did you think of that? I thought it was a nice show. I, I caught them a little bit. It was I was a drive good show. In. Yeah. yeah, it was refreshing. Yes. Hear a lot of Shane Orling on that show. Snowboard yes. was there. Yes, yeah, Some of the conversation Jay there. Moore. They had taken it away from sports. I well, thought it was compelling. You know, when your mom texts you uh, that she's ready for your dad to... to oh, shalom. Did you see that? For, general, that? for a little General Cornwallis? Yeah, <laughs> she was ready. Dad's yeah. son walking. Yeah. But she texted her son. Oh, and, and that's where Shay gave the oh, dot, boy. dot, dot, like... Mom, what? what? Yeah. And her response was, "Sorry, wrong guy." Yeah, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, that, that mom just said wrong guy and not wrong. This was, that was meant for your father, right? Yeah, uh, wrong yeah. guy. Sorry, <laughs> wrong guy. Yeah, what? <laughs> so that was earlier today, uh, and then we had uh, Sylvia and Jonathan Hood. Uh, from 10 to, to yeah, noon we did before, a little cross talk before with we joined. So Sylvie that was good spent, as well. Sylvie spent a lot of time reminiscing about his 25 years here at the station. Well, might as well. One of the first employees here. Absolutely. We have the 25-year anniversary coming up. It so is going to be a good time. March, March 24th. 24th. We'll be there. Yeah, House so, of Blues. Yes. And uh, we're actually going to do a giveaway here uh, this hour on the oh, show we are. for a uh, spot. Lovely, to lovely, partake lovely. in the 25th anniversary celebration here at ESPN 1000. So there's a couple out front that's been yeah. taking photos. Photos in front of the Chicago you, Theater. You had some advice for the guy? Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> but they look like a lovely, compatible yes, they, couple. They, they seem like they so enjoy. Yeah, yeah, they look wonderful. They, they, they look seem like they couple. enjoy each other's presence. So they've got that going for themselves, <laughs> which is nice. It. I always say you've got to get married at least once. Oh, do you? Is that the yeah, same? At least okay. once, All right. you know, and then you decide what you want to do after that. Okay, so it's that's like that. a at least once a starter marriage. I had three wonderful childrens. Yeah, that's true. They're beautiful. You do beautiful kids. That's great. Twenty six, twenty four, and my daughter's a freshman at Purdue. It's yeah, beautiful, right. fantastic. Wouldn't change a thing ever. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Good. So there you go, guys. Jake and Charlie, just do it once. And I've got one ex roommate and one ex roommate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, yep, yep, yep. there you go. Uh, Black and Yurko with you here on ESPN 1000. 45% of the man I used to be, Chris. Yeah, well. Are we going to go over some of what was going on? Do, do we have any audio sound of the Shane Orling uh, phone call? I don't know. I was, wondering if, I, I was wondering if I can hear that exactly what was I, happening, it, it, what was <laughs> going on. Was it? What was the text, though? It was a text message. It was I like can the, read te- it to you. The, the text was like from the... 
from the president of Mexico or something like that, right? It's close. I just ordered a drink. Say I'm going to get so smashed up that I'm going to meet the president of Mexico. Here, here's the, is that so what this it is, was? This is from earlier today. So Shay Norling, uh, this text message is dated Saturday, July 5th. 2014 at oh. three in the afternoon. Well, July 4th, Independence Day. So uh, this is this is from oh, yeah. Mom to Shay Norling. Welcome to your Independence Day, son. Here's the uh, text message that Shay received. I just ordered a drink called "Screw Against the Wall" in a dark in the dark side of Mexico City. Wow. Let me tell you, I am ready for you. Smiley face <laughs> on Independence Day. And then, uh, then she like ordered a, a bomb pop or a firecracker or something crazy like that. She responds with dot dot dot, and she writes, "Oh my gosh, so embarrassing! Wrong guy." <laughs> That's great. I Wrong love it, dude. Three in the afternoon. Here you go, Shay. Yeah, that's good intriguing. Times. That's an intriguing message. Yeah, it's good. Never received one of those ever from him, mom. No, never. No, thank heaven. Nor the kids. Nor the kids. That's good. Nobody accidentally did that. Nobody. Thank heavens. Yeah, I, I've never received a message well, like thing, that. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. If I, if I would have gotten one from the ex roommate like that, I, I would have known it was the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> York, let's talk about the New York Jets uh, because uh, today on ESPN.com, the Jets are in talks with the Packers, right? And Aaron Rodgers sources okay. tell ESPN. So the Jets have had conversations with the Packers quarterback on a potential trade, according to sources, which would indicate that the Packers and the Jets are talking to allow Rodgers, a player for the Packers, to have conversations with another team. It would be tampering otherwise. So clearly there are discussions here between the Jets and the Packers. They're happening. The thing that I see is yesterday we saw multiple stories of quarterbacks staying where they're at. Geno Smith signs a new deal with the Seahawks. Right. uh, Or Derek Carr doesn't stay. He goes to New Orleans. So the Saints don't need a quarterback now. The Seahawks don't need a quarterback and likely not to draft a quarterback. It, It Basically, it feels as if the uh, musical chairs have ended, and the Jets are the only team, team that's looking for a veteran guy. Right, that's not looking to move up in the draft to take one of the four that we were discussing earlier on the show. So New York and the Packers clearly talking. Jets in talks with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think of that? I think it's, uh, I mean, if you take a look, they took a former Packer that had been there for a long time in Brett Favre. They kept him a couple years, I believe. Was it two years that Brett Favre played for the New York Jets before he moved on to the Minnesota Vikings? So, I mean, it's something that they've done in the past. I forget how successful Favre was. I know he was successful in Minnesota. Let me look. I don't know what it was like for him with the New York Jets. And it may have only been one year with the New York Jets before uh, Jen Sturger and him exchanged some emails. (laughs) Some text messages? There's an email that went awry, but it went to the right place. Uh, One year with the Jets. One year with the Jets before playing two in Minnesota, right? They went 9-7, and uh, and Favre played 16 games for the Jets uh, that season, then two years followed in Minnesota, but the one year with the Jets. Yeah, Yeah, one year with the Jets. Wasn't the story with that, like he wanted to go to the Vikings, but obviously the Packers would never trade him there. They blocked it. Yeah, so he just went to the Jets so So he could eventually go to the Vikings. that was the story there. And that's the one thing I blame the Packers for. If you believe the quarterback is done, why do you care where he goes? Your responsibility to your organization and the Green Bay Packers is to maximize the trade value for your quarterback. Period. It is fair. That's what you're supposed to do. And if the Minnesota Vikings are willing to pay you the highest price for Brett Favre, what the hell are you doing? 
It's a disservice to it's a disservice the future to of your team. Yeah. Exactly. That's 100% exactly what it was. Brett so. Favre threw uh, 22 touchdowns and 22 interceptions that season. He led the NFL in interceptions. Yeah, he's done that with before the in his career. Uh, he did that. Brett did that in 93, I think. He threw 26 interceptions. 24 in, in 93, he yeah, led the league. And he threw 29 in 2005 and led the league. Yeah. So it's a lot of interceptions. But so the Jets in the the Packers cl- clearly talking. And if you add Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, a team that has a really good defense and some young good pieces offensively, you know, the, the one thing that I continue to point to, though, with the AFC is the AFC is loaded. So even if you add Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets, are you even, you're not the best team in your division. Buffalo is right. still the Buffalo, best team in Buffalo's your division. Buffalo is still the best team in your division. Look around the AFC. Kansas City, the defending champions. You have Cincinnati, who is arguably the second or third best team with Buffalo right there. So you have those ba- three. Baltimore is still a legitimate team. They're going to franchise Lamar Jackson. Baltimore, the Chargers are supposed to be good, right? They, right. They're right in the area. Miami is supposed to be pretty decent. So the Jets are in that grouping like four through seven with Miami, the Chargers, Baltimore. Like, obviously, they could be better than those teams I listed off. I don't know if the Jets are better than Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati, though. Yeah, but at least you get into the playoffs. You get into the argument. Right now, you're not even in the argument. It is true. You're not competitive. In your one area of need, your one area of want, your one area where you are so woefully, woefully underperforming at, it's that quarterback level. I mean, that quarterback play. So if you do get theoretically Aaron Rodgers in there, at least your quarterback play is now up there. But do you have to sacrifice anything? With his money coming over, now that's a lot of dead money for the Green Bay Packers, and they'll have to sacrifice this year. But how much does his contract call for him to make this year? And with that contract, what do you do? Do you rework it? Do you give him a big signing bonus? Maybe that's what he was angling for the whole time. Uh, the article on ESPN.com says because of Rodgers and his bonus money, it's prorated. So Rodgers wouldn't hobble the Jets cap. He wouldn't hobble them, no. He would count for $15.8 million in 2023 and then $32 million next year. In 2024, it's pretty cap friend, Which friendly is still, for a player like right, that. It's still less than, say, the two, the $44 million that 20% of the cap would go to for a quarterback. The, the so financial yeah, it, it would be hit. very friendly. Would it would be, be for the, the Packers. Packers. They would take a hit of $40 million yeah. in dead cap charge for and 2023. That'd be, that'd be this year, and then they'd get it all back for next year. Basically, yeah. And, and if you're a Packers fan, the way that the article lists it out is that it's basically $9 million to be done with the difference between paying Rodgers on the roster and using him and then letting him go, sending him somewhere else, starting uh, the, the way that you want to go with uh, Jordan Love or if you're in the quarterback market, whatever the case may be, at that point, it's basically a $9 million difference to, to move on, which I feel like most Packer fans are just sick of Aaron Rodgers and they want to move on. They don't want to deal with it anymore. It's it's pretty surprising to me. I don't know if I've seen a legendary player like this in a spot like Green Bay before where it, it's clear to me, listening to Packer fans talk, that they are so done with Aaron Rodgers. When, like, you look at someone in this town who the end of the road wasn't quite what we hoped, Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks, there were still Blackhawk fans last week saying, man, I, I wish he would have worn the sweater for the oh, entire yeah, I, career. I heard the phone calls. Right, like... Like, and, there were people and, that were upset that Kaner was gone. Barstool Chief uh, on this very radio station, I believe. Absolutely. On Saturday and, mornings with Pat Boyle was upset at the fact that he's gone. But 
Packer fans are just so sick of Aaron Rodgers. They just want him out of there. That, to me, is surprising. I think they were tired of Brett Favre at the end, too. Were they really? So it's the same place, yes. All right. Because they knew they had to move on if they were going to keep Aaron Rodgers. They were at that place in time where we've got to make a decision on Aaron Rodgers and what we're going to do with him. Brett, will you please retire? Then he retired, then he unretired, and that's what forced the trade. Did Brett pull the same garbage each and every year I, I think off the field Brett, like Rodgers is? I just think the, Brett, the, the that, drama that, stuff. that point in his career, he wasn't here for most of the offseason. At that point, he had gotten his place in Mississippi. He right. was residing in Mississippi during the offseason. He was keeping himself in shape, and he'd come in for the mandatory minicamp that you had. Yeah, I, I, I that's think, where I think I think they were ready. To, I, I, it was different in the fact that you just had to make a decision, but it's kind of the same way. It I is. think they believed they had more in Aaron Rodgers, and they had to make a decision. They wanted to keep him for the future, and they were willing to say goodbye to Brett. And they would hope Brett would retire, and when he retired and unretired, that caused problems for the Green Bay Packers, specifically because they want to be able to move on with Aaron Rodgers. Right. They don't have the same. Aaron Rodgers is more of a pain in the ass with exactly. his hemming and his hawing and his BS. Um, then they believe in Jordan Love is going to be the next quarterback. Jim and Crystal Lake, you're on ESPN 1000 talking football with Yurko. What's up, Jim? Hey, hey you guys. So, Eric Yurko mentioned a lot, mentioned a lot of physical stuff. So, uh, I'm just looking at Kyler Murray. Got all the talent in the world, but he does. Yeah. I don't think he has any desire, and there's no. Um, there's no motivation there. He's making a ton of money, and and there's so it, all these quarterbacks you're talking about. How about how about desire his surroundings and his uh, you know just want to soak up even more and and learn things. I mean, if, if somebody to, if somebody could measure intangibles, Jim, thanks for the call, Jim. If somebody had a, a measure on intangibles and would be 100 percent correct. That guy'd be the richest man in the world when it comes to the NFL. Sure. Everybody'd be talking to him. Everybody would be paying for his newsletter. Everybody would have it if somebody could measure intangibles. You don't know what makes somebody who was once hungry not hungry anymore. What is it that drives individuals? Why? What drove Michael Jordan? What drove Tom Brady? It never stopped driving Tom Brady. No matter how many times he won, the drive was there to continue to win. And no matter how much money he had, no matter what his off-the-field life situation was. Yeah, some guys have you know, you know all the drive in the world, and all of a sudden one day they get what they want, and they put it in cruise control. Yeah, there's no edge. Who's to decide no... when that happens? Right. Who's to decide when the frustration level with the individual player finally, after fighting, 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 decides, you know what? the hell with it if nobody's willing to fight with me why am i going to be the only one fighting should the bears be interested in orlando brown jr we'll talk about that next you're listening to spring trading tuesday on espn chicago this is spring trading tuesday same lovable espn chicago host but paired with different radio partners spring trading tuesday continues on espn chicago During the commercial break, you were hanging out in the uh, producer booth. Is yes, everything I was. okay in there? Is... Everything is okay <laughs> over there. I figure what happened over there needed to stay there. Got it. Okay. Which delayed my <laughs> entrance in right here. Now. Yeah. Yeah, guys, uh, Charlie and Jake, are you guys okay in there? I, I gave oh, we're them, surviving. I gave them the old cranberries in there. Oh, I got to let it linger. Yes. <laughs> 
The problem is my it's cold, so my nose is like heightened right now when it smells. Sure. Yeah. So. I, I heard that from in here. Oh yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I'm active today. It sounded wet. I'm like a volcano. A little yeah, bit everything's active okay. right now. Right. Yeah. Well, I think everything's fine. <laughs> Mike and Byron, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Mike? Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's going on? Uh, just How are you, Mike? Out that, uh, I think the Bears have, what, four teams in the top ten still looking for a quarterback, probably from the combine. Yes. Right? That's uh, Texans. Right. Colts. Yep. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Panthers. Sure. Carolina. All right. So I was hearing about another team called the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. They've got quarterback issues. thinking about jumping up. And even though they don't have draft picks, they were talking about Jeffrey Simmons in a trade to the Bears. Jeffrey Simmons. Mm -hmm. Guy in the middle. Not bad. I mean, listen, I mean, it's going to take more than that, obviously. It's going to take a lot more draft choices. I think ideally the the Bears would like to get stuff for next season too, Mike. So it's not only just 11 this year, but if uh, Tennessee would be willing to give up a number one pick next year, I think right. that would be more of what Ryan Poles would be looking for. And I wonder if that's the second move that Poles could make, right? Move down once and then trade again. And then in that 11 spot, you're going, thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate you. At 11, I, I feel like they're, the pressure to maybe go wide receiver, maybe like you might be able to get uh, the first wide receiver off the board at 11. Um, or you can maybe look for an offensive lineman. And you might not feel pressured into having to take a defensive player when that's what you may not actually want to go with at that spot. So trading back and trading down might allow Ryan Poles to target someone that he thinks has good value that he could get at 11 or or even later because, you know, the Washington Commanders are at 16. He, Um, He said, hey, guys. At some point, I've got to take somebody. Sure, you got to take players to make my team better. Right. At some point, I'm going to have to pick players that are going to make this team better. And I'm taking a look. The 2023 contract looks like uh, he was a first round pick, 19th overall out of Mississippi State. Jeffrey Simmons, the fifth year option was picked up on him, and his contract calls for 10.75. He's a player that's got to get paid. So he's going to have to get paid after this year. If you like him, you've traded for him. You, you know, they want to include him. Of course they want to include him because they want inexpensive draft choices. You know, they're going to go up. The draft pick is going to pay, be paid less than you're going to have to pay this guy over the course of time. They want to sit in the position that Poles is sitting in now. Yes. You want to cut the dead weight and then bring back assets, picks, and have cap space for the future. And Ryan Poles is going to have to spend some of that cash. And that's where uh, we saw the report yesterday from Kansas City that uh, Orlando Brown Jr. is not going to get the franchise tag from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, that doesn't mean that Kansas City won't extend a deal to him, a long-term deal. He's a 26-year-old uh, offensive tackle, left tackle. That, that's a star player in the National Football League. That's someone who's going to make a lot of money. If the Chiefs are not going to tag him, to me, he's got to be on the short list of the guys that the Bears have to go after day one of free agency next week. What do you think of Orlando Which, Brown Jr.? I want him, period. That's it. That's the uh, uh, who's the Blackhawk defenseman that they got when uh, when uh, John McDonough first took over uh, the red haired kid, Brian Campbell, Brian Campbell. Remember, yep. they came out and yep. they signed Brian Campbell. and They signed a goaltender and said, here we are. We're making noise. We're going to be the Chicago Blackhawks. Sure. Uh, they, they hit 
they hit with the defenseman. They didn't hit with the uh, the the, the uh, goaltender that they got. Right. A uh, a Cubs example would be John Lester. Right? Yes. Yes. An- announce your presence. Right. We're, we're, we're announcing trying to our win presence now. with we are, authority. We There's are a 26 year old, six eight, three hundred forty foot, uh, th- three hundred forty pound offensive tackle, left tackle that has been on the, a team that has won a number of Super Bowls or two Super Bowl. Two Super yeah. Bowls, but he's been in two Super Bowls in a row. I think he came from the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm not mistaken. I think Orlando Brown Jr. started with the Ravens and then was let go by the Ravens and signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. I can look that up. Yeah, for you. when you look that up for me. But yes, that's who I want. Yeah, he was drafted by the Ravens, yes. 83rd overall right. in 2018. That's the one. Uh, let's see here. He then played for Baltimore for three seasons, and then 16 games a season. Wanted and then, to get uh, paid. 2021 is uh, with Kansas City. Right. So 21 and 22 with Kansas City. Did they play in two Super Bowls? They did. They lost he one. They traded, won one. Let's see. Uh, 2021, April 23, he was traded from the Ravens uh, to the Chiefs. Well, let's see, for a second-round pick, a sixth-round. Yeah, second-round and a sixth-rounder. Yeah. So either way, he's been with them. He's five years in the league. He's a young man. They know they don't want to pay him, right? His oh, contract my, my bad. I got that wrong. They traded a first-round pick and a third-round pick for Brown Jr. and the second-round and a sixth-rounder. So, Well, there you go. They traded a lot for him, and they're yes. willing to say goodbye to him. Because they know he's a top-flight offensive lineman. He had a better second half than he had a first half last year. Remember, he yelled out, wanted the thing, didn't want to sign the franchise tender, sign the right. franchise tender. Now, if you get him in here, you're going to have to pay him. And, and I'd be fine. okay with that because yeah. they have the money and it's a position of need. 27, 28, 29. My quarterback can now go to sleep at night. Absolutely. I can sleep at night now knowing that my quarterback can sleep at night. You throw Braxton uh, Jones guy, onto the other side. To the so right then... side. You want to tell the world, hey... We've got our guy. We've gone out and got the number one free agent in this year's uh, free agency period. He's a left tackle that's going to make Justin Fields that much more secure. Yes, that's the exact signal I want to send to the world. Here we are. Rock me like a hurricane. And you can devise the deal where the, the impact's only $12 million this year. Earlier today on ESPN 1000 during Cap and J. Hood, Abdallah and Waddle were filling in. Uh, Albert Breer talked about Orlando Brown Jr. Look, like, do I think he's an elite left tackle? No. Um, is he a competent left tackle? Sure. You know, and um, so, like, those sorts of players don't usually make it to the market. If you look at the next three tackles, actually, Tom, like, I, they're, they're all right tackles. You know, right. it's Mike McGlinchey, it's Juwan Taylor, um, and I'm missing one. I, I can't think of who the third one is there. But those three, the three, three top guys in the market are all right tackles. You know, and so, um, you know, guys with, you know, extensive starting experience at left tackle generally don't make it to the market. And, you know, I think that puts a team like the Bears in play, especially with the background that Ryan Poles has and, and, and the obvious need that they have, you know, on that offensive line. What do you make from Breer there? Good but not great. Does that change any uh, thoughts that you have when it comes to Brown Jr.? I, no. It, it doesn't make me. They don't come, they become available. When they become available, you've got to be willing to capitalize. That's the way I see it. And, the, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have been uh, willing to let go of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill went to Miami and was still a stud player, wasn't he? Absolutely. So you get to a situation where, hey, you've got to find cap relief somewhere. You've got to find a way to afford the players that you have. Hey, he was great. He's been fantastic. He's been difficult for us in the offseason to negotiate with. Um, what are we going to do? What should we do in this situation? Well, maybe the best thing we can do is move on. We've gotten what we need to get out of him. 
Now we're going to move on, and they're hoping that they've developed somebody over the course of time right, that can in come in and replace them, and they'll say, thank you very much. We appreciate all the great effort, but we're going to move on. And let's capitalize. Let's be the Bears, and let's capitalize in this situation. Scott in South Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Happy uh, spring trading. What's up? Thank you. <laughs> so I, I've heard a lot of talk about Orlando Brown Jr., and I've been following ever ever since he was drafted by the Ravens, basically just because of the pedigree from his old man. And, yeah, we, we definitely need somebody to protect our Lord and Savior, Justin Fields. We, we've, got to, it, we've got to replace at least 40% of this offensive line. Yes. And if you can start there, if you can start with an with a perennial all-pro offensive tackle anchoring the left side, 26, 27 years old. Justin just turned 24 two days ago. Yeah, they can grow together. They can build this thing together. And let's let's go and bear down. And nice listening to you guys. And uh, have a good time. Thanks for the call, Scott. Appreciate you. I, I agree. The Bears do need to move. If he is available and they know that they have the cap space and they can go get a player like that, that you have to make sure that you go out and get that player that's op- on the open yeah. market. And and it really would then solidify the biggest concern for many Bears fans when it comes to the offense. Uh, most people, when they call in and they talk to us, Jericho, they say the biggest problem with the offense in Justin Fields is that the offensive line can't is protect them. They can't protect And them. the receivers stink. I think the receivers actually matter more than the offensive line. I think the offensive line was serviceable last year. Can it be upgraded? Absolutely. To me, the biggest detriment to the offense is the fact that Fields doesn't have a number one wide receiver. That, to me, makes things so much easier in today's NFL. But what's available in what's what's available right now in free agency? Well, it's going to be offensive line help. Right, right. it won't be wide receiver. Right. So yeah, they you're going to have they, to draft that. If player. you wanted to say wide receivers, your number one. I always build the team through the lines, though. That's where I'm building my teams. I get you. And if that number one wide receiver, if I can find him in the draft, I don't mind looking for defensive linemen or, def- or offensive linemen in, in, in free agency. Come out, out of college, establish yourself. Now your guy can play. Your team doesn't want to pay you. I'll come pay you, and I'll bring you over because I know you can play in the NFL. Receivers usually you find through the draft yeah. because the good receivers aren't available. Right, and and basically the the draft usually is pretty deep at wide receiver now in the last few years based on the way college football has played. College football has played with four wide receivers on the field almost every offensive yes. snap. They're running a thousand plays a game. That's an exaggeration, but it's a lot of plays and it's throwing the football. So I think that the development of wide receivers over the last five to ten years has definitely. Um, Improved and guys enter the league now ready to contribute. And I think that's where the Bears can make their mark as far as a wide receiver goes. Black and Yurko, it's spring trading. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. You're talking with Black and Yurko here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rozzy? Hey, guys. Um, so I was looking at the draft order and everybody's talking about the Bears. So I think the Bears can even end up with – why don't we trade for players? We can end up with players that are not even on a draft pick. Like, for example, we can talk to uh, Indianapolis and get Michael Pittman or their defensive tackle. I think Brockers is their defensive tackle. Or talk to Atlanta and see what uh, what they feel about Kyle Pitts. Maybe talk – Trading Cole Komet and getting Kyle Pitts, I that that would be amazing. Even Carolina has that defensive end because we need a defensive end. Need. What about Burns? And we can end up with that. And also, I believe I believe the Bears can end up with at least three first round picks next year if they if they make the right moves. 
that's all I got to say. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, yeah thanks for the call. Burns Rossi. is the pass rusher for Carolina. Yeah. Pitts is the tight end for Atlanta. Uh-huh. Well, Pitts isn't moving. Yeah, Pitts isn't going anywhere. Atlanta, he, he's likely to uh, – that, that's going to be like a an all-time player at the position. He's expected he, to be a great – They need to get a quarterback down there. Yeah. Atlanta needs quarterback. Right. Period. Well, I mean, they, they drafted one last year, Desmond Ritter. Uh, he wasn't special this season. How much time do you give a quarterback that you spent a pretty high pick on to develop? I, I think years. Three he, years. he was a winner, but I would also say, you know, Cincinnati's schedule wasn't necessarily the toughest. It's one of the all-time best power uh, a group of five teams uh, to really contribute to college football in the last few years. Luke Fickle did a great job there. I don't, I don't know if Desmond Ritter is really the answer for the Falcons, so maybe they are in play for well, a quarterback I mean, here. Didn't Mariota play? He did there, and so they they were developing him. He wasn't. Yeah. So he's watching. There were, there were a handful of games that Mariota was out, and then Ritter played, and then towards the end, I think that they were done with the experiment of Mariota, Mariota. and then they went to Ritter, and then didn't uh, Mariota take like a leave from the team when he was demoted? I'm pretty sure that's how the season ended. Is that kind of like uh, the Derek Carr situation? That when they signaled at the end of the season they weren't competing anymore. Well, I'm I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I don't want to be around if we're if I'm not going to play type yeah. of thing. Yeah, Atlanta, one of those teams that uh, drafted a running back, right? Is Eligar? What was his yeah, name yeah. down there? Yeah. So we when we go into the season this year, the Bears' strength was their running back position. When we go into the season next year, and the strength is your running back position, you don't have a strength. Right. That's bad. When you see the words "running back strength," that's a problem. <laughs> If there's no other strength on your team, they go to running back position. That means you're going to be a bad team. Here, here's my strength. You're a bad I team. Want defensive end. Uh, well, no, just up the middle positions. Positions. Defensive line. Defensive strength. line. O line. Quarterback. Strength. Wide receiver. Quarterback. <laughs> anything. Anything can be a strength, but running back. Right. When running backs a strength, it's a problem. Running backs, safeties, and uh, kickers. Yeah. That, special that's me. teams. Yeah, special teamers. Uh, Big C on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Big C? Hey, what's up, Yorko? What's up? Yeah, now, Ben, I see I see you talking about a uh, wide receiver at 11. Uh, did you watch the Bears last yeah, I yeah. watched the Bears last the year. Chicago yeah, Bears, we had problems with yeah. wide receivers. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm talking, Chicago Bears. I got yeah. one for you too, Yo, I got one for you. But back, the Bears were getting yes. like thirty points a game. Am I correct? In some games, they did. Yes, correct. Yeah, and they couldn't stop a nosebleed. So why would you take take your first round and get a wide receiver? Because I think wide receivers, especially number one wide receiver, is something that all elite teams in the NFL have now. Look at the teams at the top of the board. They all have an elite pass catcher that the quarterback can rely on to move the chains, and he can find in the red zone. To me, it's okay, very Beck, important. Okay, Beck, you said elite team. The Bears Beck, are not yes. yet an elite team. So maybe next year, when you, you have some forms of being a good team, a towards elite, then you may get a wide receiver. But first, you got to build inside out. Now, Yerk, I got a question for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, this guy said on uh, the guy that worked along with uh, Colin, right? Cal. He said like since the past twenty years, the fans have had a big influence on what teams does. Do you uh, agree with that? That fans have a big influence on what teams do. I disagree yeah, with that. Right I I I um 
that fans have had a big influence on what teams do. Are you talking yeah, about front office drafting, um, what yeah. positions are going to go? No, I think the, the general managers uh, sit down with their, uh, with their staffs and their coaching staffs, and they figure out how they want to address this thing, be it free agency and be it during the draft. I, I don't you know, think fans... Talk, we're talking about the Chicago, though. The Chicago. They were basically talking about the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I don't think the Chicago fans influence what the Bears front office does. And if they do, then you've got to get rid of the guy that's the general manager, the Who's guy that's picking. Influenced. Yeah. If you're being influenced you by know, what the fans want, that's no good. Day, everything the fans say we need, just like Dick say, what most fans call and say. Everything they say... The Bears go out and do it. And the next thing you know, the Bears, he fired. We've been looking for a quarterback for the Chicago Bears since Sid Luckman came in here. We've never been able to find a quarterback since Sid Luckman was here in the city of Chicago. And if you did find one in McMahon, you only found him for about three, four years and he was gone. They're hoping, hoping that Justin Fields becomes the quarterback that gets to stay for 10, 12 years and holds every record and wins a Super Bowl. The most important aspect of all that is being a Super Bowl. And Ryan Pace, I was not a big... Listen, I wasn't a big fan of Ryan Pace. Yeah, because you know, people would say, get a wide receiver, and what he drafted? He drafted Kevin White, correct? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I remember. I watched him. I said, the only route he can run is a a nine route. The only route he can run is go long. That's it. Go long. Straight. What are you doing? Thank you, Big C. Big C. His route tree was his stick. It was a stick. It was like a pool cue. Go to the Kevin White route tree. It's a pool cue. It just goes straight down the field. Yerk, I don't know what that was, but uh, at night we like to give uh, things very deserving. Some of our callers, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia music. Um, I'm a fan. (laughs) I know Big C calls a lot to all the shows. Danny DeVito. Isn't he great as yeah. Frank? Yeah. The transformation of Frank from like season one of Always Sunny to to what he is now, it's just hysterical that he was like a buttoned up banker type of guy and he gets a divorce and moves in with uh, the kids and like he just goes completely off the rails. The girl on that show is funny too. D. Yeah. Sweet D. Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet D. She makes it. She's married to uh, Rob. She's from Oregon too. Did you know that? That no, they're actually I, married? I, I did not know that. Husband yeah. and wife team. Yeah. Huh? yeah, husband and wife team. Comedy. And uh, Charlie is married to um, the, the waitress. The, the waitress, who he's always chasing. They're married as well. I did not know There's that. There's a lot of that going on. Maybe, like there a, maybe there wasn't a lot of acting going on there. Uh, and, uh, uh, Dennis uh, is married to the lady from the dentist system. See, they're, they're, they're all, they're all, all mixing all in there. Boom. Yeah, and then how, how does that? Uh, and then Rob is a part owner of uh, the soccer team with Ryan Reynolds. That's right. Yeah, Wrexham. Wrexham. Have you watched that show? Wreck it and Wrexham. I have not. I, I saw one episode. It didn't. It didn't seem very interesting. Yeah, early on, I, I saw the first one. I'm like, well, this isn't going to bring me in. Yeah, and I, but if they're like, if Wrexham is actually competing and like moving up levels, right? If they're moving, if they get to the Premiership, that that would be really yeah. cool. If they were, but they're in the fourth, di- they're in the fourth division, I think, right now. Yeah, there's climb. I mean, it's going to take four years <laughs> at least. But that's climb. That climb's been made, though. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You get somebody who's willing to come in and invest. The easy part is is getting it from the fourth. To two. To two. And then making and then you the Premier get, League is tough. So the Premier League, but the one underneath it is called. It's got its own special name, um, too. 
It's like Champions Level or Champ- something like that. Yeah, I think you're right on the that. The Champion League or something. Not, Champion, not, not Champions, Champions League, League, but like Champions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that. Boy, did uh, Manchester United, what a, what a terrible loss Seven on nothing. Saturday. Seven nothing. That was and embarrassing. A lot of criticism coming down for the Portuguese star, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, well... Well, he wanted. He was upset you know, when they took Rashford off. Right. He was like, he well, "Why aren't you off. taking wanted... me off?" I mean, it's a terrible, terrible look. <laughs> well, of course it is. Terrible look. I think the entire thing was a terrible look yeah. for a team that was hoping to kind of keep pace with uh, Arsenal and uh, Man City and to just be in the the grouping there. Now they have to fight off Tottenham from below and Newcastle oh, from below. Yeah, they're coming. Liverpool is actually making a late and run. Harry too. Kane. Yeah, well, Real Madrid smacked him upside the face yeah. at Anfield. I think it woke him up. Yeah, you uh, you you follow Tottenham usually, right? Yeah, I'm a Tottenham. That's guy. your Premier League yeah. team. Yeah, I follow Tottenham and Chelsea. If you got a crow out on your team, I'm following you. Okay. So they got Kovacic <laughs> with Chelsea. They brought in too many players. They made a mistake firing Tuchel. They got rid of their owner last year. Now they fired Tuchel at the beginning of this year because they lost to Dinamo Zagreb in a Champions League right. group stage. It's a mistake. You, you you made a mistake. You made a grotesque mistake. You got Graham Potter coaching that team now. You spent $400 million at the transfer window, <laughs> and you've got a bunch of people that don't know who the hell each other are. Yeah, that's true. And now during the middle of the season, you're going to try to piece it all together and make some sort of charge? That won't work. Charge to where? Nowhere. You're on the charge to nowhere. Yeah. And now you're talking about getting rid of Conte. You're talking. You've gotten rid of Jorginho. You're talking about selling Kovacic in all off season. All you're doing now is selling all the players. I think Pulisic is supposed to be back. Pul- Pulisic in form, is back right? from yeah from injury. He's, yeah. he's in form. He he's ready a, to go. Zakaria just came back. Who's Zakaria? I also watch. Uh, I watch a lot of Leeds because Leeds Mudrick. is basically our uh, our our U.S. team over there. Team. Yeah, because yeah, there's what three players that start for Leeds United. Which, I believe so. Uh, so that's. You and I uh, watch a lot of soccer. A lot of soccer. I, I enjoy it. it. It's great. I'm up early watching There's nothing soccer. else going on on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Well, you I, watch I, I, I used to watch cartoons, but the cartoons aren't, aren't yeah. on no more. Now you got Harry Kane. Right. Just as good. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. How are we going to work this? Same way we always do. I interrogate him, you write it down. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Charlie Bevins and to Jake Cantu for producing today's show. Black and Yurko, it's spring trading. And Yurko coming up in 10 minutes. We will cross talk with Carmen and Cap. They will take over from 2 to 6. Spring trading right here on ESPN 1000. Coming up on uh, March 24th, Yurko, we have the 25th anniversary celebration. And right now, caller 10 has a chance to win a pair of tickets to the event, caller 10 at 312-332-3776. Once we get caller 10, we will ask a trivia question. Uh, and the question is this, Yurko. Yeah. The question is, what is a segment on the old Mac Yurko Harry show where the guys would review broadcasters? Where? What is the name of the segment that the guys used to review broadcasts and broadcasters it used to be featured on Mac Yurko Harry back in the day. 
What is the name of that segment? Caller 10 at 312-332-3776. You'll win a pair of tickets to the 25th anniversary celebration Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from noon to 6. It's going to be a great event. It's at the House of Blues. You can also purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21 plus event with a valid ID required. You remember the I do remember the, the segment. segment. Yes, I do. It was a great segment. We had talked about it last week. Yeah. Last week. It, um, but then you know, we lost kind of like the, the spirit of the thing, Reg. You know, we lost the spirit of the thing. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, everybody was just complaining about guys making mistakes. Oh, I get you. And yeah. that wasn't necessarily what it was. It what wasn't was about it? What just was about guys making spirit? mistakes. What was the, the true spirit? The true spirit was Is all. The, maybe I mean, say something positive about tech, something? No, or? the technical aspects of it all. Got it. You know, uh, the, the graphics came up. Uh, not oh, that, that, right. Not a mistake, but. You know, the graphics didn't come up when they were supposed to come up, or yeah. they used a, a replay angle from a different, you know, the one that they finally utilized was the one that came in after the play was already decided. Yeah. Finally, the TV people gave you the view that you needed. Absolutely. Just crazy stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, a, you know, and, and Yurko, I, I've told you this before, you know, when, when I, before I interned here at ESPN 1000 in uh, 2006, I was a list. I was a P one listener of the station and a call uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, I did. I, I called Carmen's show sure when Carmen did. was uh, saving the music Bulls post game, saving the music on Saturday or post game Bulls with Norm Van Leer. Post game Bulls. I, I definitely called into uh, Carmen's show when he was hosting then. So I, I was a listener of the station and a listener to Mac Yurko Harry. And so this segment specifically, I don't think uh, we quite have the winner quite yet. But uh, the segment that we are talking about to give away this pair of tickets to our 25th anniversary party, I loved this segment. Each and every week, I look forward to it. I can promise I, you this. It's not what's in the vending machine. <laughs> that was a good one, too. Which only lasted about four weeks. <laughs> I like that one. We ran out of product. I, I thought that one was creative. First except- product was a honey bun. <laughs> honey Sec- buns are great. Second was a, a Slim Jim. Okay. We uh, did a Slim Jim. We read the ingredients. I would prefer the honey bun. Yeah. Uh, honey buns are, are always a hit. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the honey well, bun. I don't think you can. Back then, they used to be the quality honey bun of a, yeah. of, of, of a good size. Sure. You ever see the honey buns they produce now? No, are they small? Oh, substandard. Really? Substandard. Wouldn't buy one now. Because of inflation? Well, well what's I don't going know. You right? they do it. They keep the same price, and they, 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 it's a smaller package, right? You used to have 16 ounces. You go down to 12. Now you're at 10 and a half. That's the worst. Jake, do we have our uh, winner yet on the line? Should I go to him, Mike in Twin, is, Twin Lakes? Is that Mike? Is, is Mike our winner, Jake? All yeah, right, we go to Mike. Mike, what, what segment uh, are we talking about on Mac Yurko Harry back in the day? Critics at Extra Large. Yes. That's it. All right, Mike, we'll see you at the anniversary party. Congrats. You get a pair of tickets. Great. Thank you. Looking yeah. forward to it, guys. Beautiful. Awesome. Critics at Extra Large. Yeah. What a great segment. It was, I loved it. Was it. Fantastic. And what an open. Yes. We had an open for that bad boy. Incredible open. Oh, I, man. You know, and personally, as a, as a listener, what I enjoyed about it was it flowed with you, Mac, and Harry all had your examples. And then the callers, yeah. the phone lines would light up, and you guys would have people who wanted to jump in. And then you peppered in clips of what you guys wanted to talk about that you were giving yes, yes, uh, yes. the critiques to. I thought it was it was we a great radio segment. We could fill an hour yeah. with that. Absolutely. That and who do you love? Who do you, who do we, you love which, was great as well. Uh, that's back when I made the prediction mm. that uh, teams would be in Las Vegas. 
That's the prediction I made early on here. I go, there's no way in the world with the way Las Vegas is growing that there will not be a professional franchise in Las Vegas. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's too this. Oh, it, no, it, no, it won't be. It won't be. And now every league is in bed with gambling. Yeah. Every league is in bed with gambling. That's where the money is. Yes, of course. Listen to the money talk. If you want to buy your uh, your tickets to go to the 25th anniversary celebration, it's going to be a great time. Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11. Live show from noon to 6. You can purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Just search ESPN Chicago. You're going uh, the 25 years of ESPN 1000. Wait. Like, when you look at where we're at now, we're the mm-hmm. home of the White Sox, home of the Bears. Right. Uh, the station's come a really long way. Well, remember now, we used to be the home of the White Sox for a long period of time, up the until Chicago they won Bulls. the World Series. Yeah. Then we had the Chicago Bulls on our radio station for a long period of time. Um, the ability to get the Bears now. You know, we've got the White Sox back now. We're hoping that the White Sox can muster up an effort this year. Uh, Griffles, the new coach. Pedro hey, Griffles. Griffles. Yes. Griffles is back. I think he's speaking today, and that's why Jesse wanted to come on. Oh, yeah. Earlier. Well, when, he, when he asked come on after us. <laughs> Griffles. Yes, Griffles. So he, he's on up. But to be able to, the ability to get the Bears on, we're going to have the Bears for five years, five glorious years. And when it's a raging success. Of course. And the Bears are getting it done, and they're going to a playoff after playoff after playoff. Uh, it, it's going to be a wonderful addition for the, for the radio state. And the radio industry has changed over the course of time. When I started in 2001 to where we are right now in 2023, oh, boy, there's been a metamorphosis in this thing we call sports radio. Yeah, there absolutely has oh, been. Know, and, with and the social media aspects of it all, with the challenges of the podcast in the world, and with other options that are out there for the consuming audience, I believe that the game has had to be kicked up a notch to be able to capture uh, the essence of what the audience wants and to be able to lure that audience in here on an everyday basis. It truly has. And, and the difference is uh, the, the, how one consumes what we do has changed. But spoken word still matters. It does. Right? So, like, people... Personality matters. Personality matters. Personality will always matter. Right. And and I think that's where there's a misconception. Oh, radio is dying. No, it's not. No. Young people are listening to as much spoken word right. content as they were before, they're just listening to it on a phone. They're consuming it on YouTube. They're watching it on Twitch. You know, we have a great Twitch crew, and, and shout out to the Twitchers yeah, today. I'm off we have, the we Twitch have long, camera right now. We have uh, long streamers there. They've been in there for seven hours today. Uh, big numbers today for the spring big trading. Big numbers. Big numbers, and, and they're, they're going to pop coming up in five minutes when Captain Carmen right. come in here. You, you should have done the show with your pants off today. That really oh, would have had the well, numbers going. You know, every once in a while, oh, boy, if you're you. lucky. Yeah. Uh, but I, the way people consume has changed, but I don't think the... the Desire to have the content has changed, right? And like, and that's where I think what is cool about this station is that we continue to put the the content together, yeah. And we just change the way we deliver the content, and that's what we that's have. It. We have a Twitch page. We're bringing and we have seven, going. seven different types of smoke. That's what we're bringing. Boom, uh, Black and Yurko. We welcome Carmen and Cap to the studio. Coming up here in two minutes. You're listening to Spring Trading Tuesday on ESPN Chicago. 